0: Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Tea with Tasha. I'm your lovely host, Tasha. So, today we are going to be discussing PMAD, which is perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. So, um, just a little bit about me and what, um, I have been going through. So I suffer from PPD, which is postpartum depression and postpartum depression is under PMAD. And I have been medically diagnosed with that. Honestly, I've had three children and through all three, After having them, I suffered with PPD. So my oldest, which is my daughter, Kylie, is three years old, and I had a very hard pregnancy with her. Well, I have very hard pregnancies through all three of my pregnancies. So with her, I had pneumonia. I had HG, which is hypergramdom, which is excessive, uh, excessive vomiting. I lost about 25, 30 pounds while pregnant with her. By the end of my pregnancy, I was only, I had only gained five pregnancy, five pounds, not pregnancy, five pounds through the whole pregnancy due to the constant vomiting. So with her, I had her in December of 2016, and then two months later, March 2017, My husband, who was a United States seller, deployed for seven months. So not only was I a new mother, not only was I newly married, but I also was dealing with my husband going on his first deployment, which was the longest we had ever been apart from each other. Um, So I had her and then he deployed and it was just me and her. Uh, I was responsible for feeding her, bathing her, you know, everything that this tiny human need. I, as her newly, as her new mother, was responsible for giving her. And it just became very overwhelming because there was no time for me. There was no time for me to do anything for myself. I myself got pushed to the back burner. So that was with my daughter. With my daughter, I did not seek help. Honestly, because I was very afraid of the stigma. And basically what I mean by that is I was scared that in talking to someone or having to verbally say I am suffering with depression meant that someone would see me as an unfit mother. I was scared that they would take my child away from me. Also, the fact that it always seems as though society has this image that when a woman has a baby, that there is no reason we should feel sad or depressed or anything of that nature because we just brought this bundle of joy into the world. So when I had her, I did not medically get diagnosed with postpartum depression, but I I kind of knew something in a way wasn't right. However, I also was never around anyone who also suffered with postpartum depression or anything like that. So, I didn't know if what I was experiencing was normal. It didn't feel normal to me. So, I didn't talk about it, to be honest. Then, eventually it did pass. Without me getting help, it did pass. My husband came back. In September of 2017, in the middle of October of 2017, I found out I was pregnant with my second son, who is now two years old. Caleb. I said my second son, my second child, my two-year-old son Caleb. So I was immediately pregnant. My daughter was nine months, about nine months, and I was pregnant again. So I ended up having another hard pregnancy again this time I still had HG I also had him on my sciatic nerve which made it really hard for me to walk at times it sucked really bad um so I had him in June of 2018 and for the first four to five months everything was fine and then Postpartum depression hit me like a ton of bricks. And I thought I was out of the woods because with my daughter, it was automatically onset of postpartum depression. So it confused me in the beginning. Like, well, with my daughter, I had it immediately. With my son, it took four to five months. So I'm like, hmm, thought I was out of the woods. But apparently, according to... We are a m m a dot com postpartum depression can happen within the first year after giving birth, and it was like, "Are you serious so for up to a year, I can be physically fine, and then boom, it hits me and 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 that part scared me because it was like. What do I do if it hits me a year in? Like, you never know when it can happen. You can just wake up and it's there. And it was so crazy to me when that happened. So with my son, I did get help. And I'm really glad I did get help because even though I was scared and nervous about what was happening, this time... I knew I needed to get the help because I had another child that was dependent on me as well. It wasn't just me and her anymore. You know, it was me, her, and I still have another newborn. So I was like, okay, I am going to gather all the courage I can to go see what is going on with me because I didn't understand it. And that is when I found out via my doctor as well as my therapist that I ended up talking to, I had postpartum depression. And when she told me what it was, I was glad that it had put a, I had a name to it. Because I just thought I was going crazy. And a lot of the symptoms I had that equated to me that equated to them feeling as though it was postpartum depression was I had moments where I had lack of interest of doing anything at all. I barely ate. I had feelings of guilt, feelings of hopelessness. And there was just a lot of things that I normally enjoyed that I didn't enjoy doing. And I felt I was just stretched so thin with trying to be a perfect mother, a perfect wife, a perfect uh, woman that's, that's keeping the house. I tried to be so many perfect things. And I think because my hormones were so overwhelmed as it was already, I just broke. I broke. I broke down. And it's crazy because, according to statistics, between 15, about 15% of the world go through PPD. And this is according to com. 15% of women go through postpartum depression. And it's not normal. It, it, it's not normal. They have what is called baby blues, which baby blues are normal because you just had a baby, and you have this tiny human that is dependent on you. And in nor and with, and with baby blues, it normally uh, resolves itself within a few weeks. For me, it was beyond a few weeks so I just knew that it wasn't baby blues I knew it had to be something else and it's not to say that all women go through this at all because that's not the case at all but at least up to 80% of women experience baby blues which is normal hormones are at an all-time high your emotions are going through the wall. You now have went from one to two. You now have to worry about this tiny human being that, that, that needs you for everything. So I did go therapy and seek the necessary help that I needed for that, and it was I felt better. I felt better talking to someone. I felt better hearing someone else is going through this. And I started to look for those resources because until you know there is another person going through this, it's like I'm alone in this. I don't know what to do. Who do I talk to? Because no one I know is going through this. And it's not until you go through it that you realize you're not alone. Because so many women are scared, I feel, to talk about this. On account of the fact that society puts us in this bubble that, oh, X, Y, Z can't have children. And here it is, you have a children, but you're going through this. How does that make sense? Or, oh, you must be an unfit mother. Or, oh, you're going to harm your child. Like so many things run through your head. And and a lot of it is because of society. Society makes you feel as though... You're not entitled to have these type of feelings because you gave birth. And honestly, it's total bullshit. Excuse my language, but it is. I am a human. I should not have to feel like my feelings are invalidated invalid because you're not going through this, or because Your parent, your mother, your sister, your aunt, your cousin, your insert female here is not, hasn't talked about it or isn't going through it. It does not mean it doesn't exist. And I'm here to tell y'all, I've been through it. Not once, not twice, but three times. And with I got the help the second time, and then with my third, who is now going on three months, Cairo. Once again, I had a very hard pregnancy. I had all the t- everything I had for my daughter and my first son. I now had with my third son, and on top of that, I ended up uh, the last two weeks, the last two three weeks of my pregnancy. I ended up uh, realizing that, uh, actually not I, but my husband realized that when I smiled or blinked, one side of my face was not moving, and he brought it to my attention, and that is when I found out that I had Bell Palsy. Go to the doctor and find out that I have Bell Palsy, which means there was an inflammation there was a nerve inflammation on in the left side of my face that did not allow for that side of my face to to move. So I would smile, and you would literally see just the you would literally see just the right side of my face smile or the right side of my face blink, and not the left side. So now, here it is, HD, hypergramidum, excessive vomiting, dehydration, hospital visits, sciatic nerve, unable to walk. Uh, and then, up oh, here comes Bell Palsy. It was like, bro, I cannot, I cannot at all. And then on top of that, when we found out that I was pregnant with my third son, I honestly, we had planned for two children. So, my third son was not planned at all. My second son was not planned at all. And we had said we were two and through. We were on our way to uh, to move to Hawaii due to my husband being ready for his next duty station. We were... Um, Set to move to Hawaii. And then at that same time, I also found out that my 25-year-old brother had died due to gun violence. So that was just a very wonderful start to my pregnancy. And... and yeah so my third pregnancy started off my third pregnancy started off very nerve-wracking very emotional very stressful just due to those things and then here it is i moved to hawaii you throwing COVID on top of that. I ended up doing a home birth with my third son during my pregnancy. I also had these nightmares where I was reliving my brother's very violent death as him in his last hours. So all of that combined to say, I was already stressing. I was already dealing with a touch of depression in all of that. So, after having my third third son, it just—I think at that moment, because my PPD was very much, boom, it's happening. My it, it hit very quickly, and. I really didn't know what to do. Um, I knew I needed to talk to someone once again. Unfortunately, COVID doesn't work that way. So a lot of my therapy sessions are via the phone. But I'm glad I am getting the help that I do need in order to be there mentally, physically, emotionally for my children. But Uh, Just so y'all know a little bit more about PMAD, perinatal, perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. There are so many sectors to this. Everyone who has PMAD may not necessarily have PPD, postpartum depression. It's always great to get help to find out what you have. There are so many sectors in that you have aside from PPD, which can happen anytime within the first year, you have postpartum anxiety. According to we are com, 10% of females go through PPA, postpartum anxiety. And the signs that you may have that is constant worrying, dreading, racing thoughts, inability to sit still. You may also have some dizziness, hot flashes, nausea. And once again, timing for that is any time within the first year. So if you feel like you may have experienced those things, seek help. There is nothing wrong with getting help to ensure that your mind, your emotions, and your and your physical is strong because you, you're you're going to have these. You're possibly going to have these times where life seems really hard because you're trying to balance it all. Then there's PPOCD. This one I didn't even. This one took me by surprise, really, and actually ended up talking to someone who has PPOCD. And signs that you may have that is obsession slash intrusive thoughts, upset, you're upset most of the time, Uh, yeah. And then like some of those symptoms may be you take extra steps to avoid triggers, potential harm to baby, hypervigilance, or compulsive, uh, compulsive things to reduce fears and obsessions. For example, you're constantly cleaning, you're counting, you're checking things multiple times just because you're scared that you may forget something or that if you do forget something, it may harm the baby in a way. And sometimes these thoughts can be like really super duper kind of crazy, but it's not you. It's it's not you. It's your, most of the time, it is your hormones. When we get pregnant, our hormones go off the Richter scale. Like, have you ever literally, literally, because this is me, have you ever like, were not able to get something or your, um, or for example, your spouse, you asked your spouse to go get some food or something and they forgot one little thing. For me, I remember being pregnant with my daughter. I asked my husband to go get some tacos from Taco Bell. Normally I don't eat Taco Bell, but I asked my husband to go get some tacos from Taco Bell. I told him when he got there, tell them I wanted a supreme taco with sour cream. He said, okay. He ordered two of them, came back. I went to go eat the taco. And there was no sour cream on the taco. And I went into full-blown crying, sobbing. I was just distraught that there was no sour cream on these tacos. And I know, and and even my husband, he laughed, him and his friend laughed at me because they're like, it's not that serious. And I'm like, I don't get why I'm crying over a taco that doesn't have sour cream. Like I was full. I can laugh about it now, but when I was pregnant, I literally bought my eyes out. I don't know if any of you ladies have ever done that, where you literally got so angry or so upset that you either cried or just broke out into full rampage about something as simple as there's no sour cream on your taco. So with PP with. PP, OCD, that normally happens within six months. And up to about 5% of women go through that. I didn't realize that there were so many sectors of this. And it was crazy to me that there were so many things and so many emotions and so many events that could happen that can lead to you having any of these PMADs. And then you have PPPTSD. Up to 9% of women go through this. Seek help. Seek help. PPPTSD is caused by real or perceived trauma during childbirth or postpartum and I think I've never been diagnosed with postpartum PTSD but I feel like I may have went through that because with my daughter I had several different traumas that happened to me at the military hospital during childbirth my with my daughter I had to be induced my fluids were low I had delayed heart rate spike, which basically means every time I had a contraction, her heart rate would drop, but it would take a while to come back up. And then I had decreased movement. She hadn't moved in over almost two days. And granted, at that time, I was like almost 39 weeks and they don't move as much, but at least her moving once a day, I was comfortable with that. But she hadn't moved in almost two days. And while I was at the hospital... I had a pregnant nurse first, who was 36 weeks pregnant. I couldn't believe she was still working. I was scared that I was gonna send her into labor. I had one nurse, I had a Foley bulb, and basically a Foley bulb is like a balloon. They inflate the balloon, and they stick it into your vagina. And the purpose is in this is to dilate you up to four to five centimeters. In doing this, when you reach four to five centimeters, the Foley bulb is supposed to fall out on its own. My nurse yanked mines out. Like she literally took it, pulled it out, and it hurt so bad I cried. My husband was like, no, she got to go. Dad, that is very traumatic to think that someone, you're a nurse. You're not supposed to just up and pull this out like that. And it was very traumatic because I'm like, oh, my God, I don't think I could do this again. I don't think I want to have another baby at the hospital. Um, Now, like I said, I never officially was diagnosed with PPTSD. I was only diagnosed with PPD. But I feel like maybe if you've had something like that happen to you, talk to your doctor about it. Um, I do feel like sometimes childbirth can be very traumatic. Um, experience, especially if you don't have that great of a support system around you. And then lastly, we have PPP, which is postpartum psychosis. 0.1 to 0.2% of people go through, females go through this. Signs that you may have it, delusions, hallucinations, Hyperactive, dangerous ideations, which basically mean you may be having some type of dangerous thought, rapid mood swings, and irrational judgment. Um, These are just the sectors under PMAD. I am not a doctor, um, but I definitely recommend for us ladies out there find someone to talk to. This is normal. And it is okay to seek help. It is okay to say, fuck society and what society thinks that I should or should not feel. This is about me and my mental health. Because the only person who can feel like they need help is you. Society can't tell you how to think or feel about you. And if you feel as though, hey, I think something is wrong, it does not hurt to get it checked out. You are not a bad mother. You are not unfit. You are human and you are taking the necessary steps to ensure that you are there for your children mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because if I constantly believe what society deems me to want to be, Lord Jesus I don't know how far or not far I would be. So, honestly, and some of the things that helped me with my PPD, my support system. My husband is wonderful. You know, I talk to him and I tell him how I feel and he has never judged me on how I feel. My best friend, it was great to hear her story about how she went through it, you know, and she said so herself, she never physically talked about it until now, because she thought how I thought that no one's really going through this, it's crazy that I'm even going through this, like, you know, but she was like, it's normal, and I'm glad you talk about it, my, my friend Janae, uh, who is in the UK, she has talked about it. A support system is a great way to get that necessary help that you need. Share your birthing story. Share your current story. You will be surprised. There are a ton of females who go through this. And if we just come together to talk about these things, we will be able to help so many more women who may feel like they're not going through this. So... Thanks for listening, guys. Um, you can follow me at envy underscore also underscore arrogant on Instagram. Also envy underscore also arrogant on TikTok. I hope I was able to help someone out. I hope you have a great day or night. And I love you guys.